Hello, welcome to the Hairdress Strong Show. Uh, I'm back again with Sean Leonard. Uh, my name's Robert Hughes, and I'm your host. Um, Sean Leonard is a uh, former salon owner in Georgetown, D.C. Uh, we heard his story from aspiring stylist to salon owner, and then we heard some of the his uh, his pros and cons of salon ownership, the things he liked, things he wasn't crazy about, and some of his advice on what it means to be a salon owner. Now we're going to hear um, if he knew what he knew now, what things would he do differently? So in a way, this is an extension of the advice that he would give uh, an aspiring salon owner. So what's up, Sean? What's up, man? So uh, so you were saying that um, we last conversation, we ended with you saying that uh, your advice, main advice for a salon, aspiring salon owner is like, you can't just be busy and well-liked. Like there's a lot of other things that go into it. Uh, so if you, if you knew what you know now back then, like before you were starting or while you were a salon owner, like what type of things would, do you think you would have, uh, done differently or, uh, or things that you think you looking back, you, you're happy you did, uh, et cetera. Sure. Um, you know, I think there was a something that I just recently reposted. It was something like I I've made a lot of mistakes along the way and uh, I'm willing to make a lot more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and nice. and uh, yeah. So meaning like, you know, I, uh, I did, you know, along the way and, and, uh, and life, life is one of those things where you step out in faith and, and you do, you know, um, mistake wise um and and my in my ownership um i i would say you know arguably love and fear cannot coexist in the same room and operating out of fear is probably the biggest mistake i ever made how do you mean explain what you mean by that so you know in my, in my ownership and my, my, uh, ethos of, of ownership and everything. Um, I had a handbook and lived by that handbook and all that kind of stuff. And that's, as things kind of got rocky or, or, you know, stressful or whatever, I, I, I started to like, let that chip away at me after almost 10 years, you know, I started letting my standards like down and, gotcha. uh, and out of fear that people would leave or, you know, not like me or whatever it was, you know, right. and then um, that and that was against that's against my boundary. You know, it was against my boundaries. And at the time, I knew it was against my boundaries, but I let it I let it go instead of kept my my boundary, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I like that. That's good. So like, stay true to yourself. And, uh, if you set something up, like, you know, stick to your guns, don't, and if you're going to change something, maybe, um, you know, that's okay too, but you know, it should be done with a clear mind and in a structured way and not just like letting little things slide. I mean, I see that all the time. You start to let the little things slide. And before you know it, you're beholden to each individual's demands. Yeah. Yeah. So love and fear you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What type of, um, what type of things, uh, for example, were things that were chipping away at, uh, your, 
you know, this, um, this, this space that you designed and your, your, you know, your handbook, your operating procedures and et cetera, or even just, uh, even your culture, your business culture, like what things were chipping away that you were letting slide. Like the, basically I want to know what are the hairdressers, what were the hairdressers demanding? Because I think that it would be eye opening to hear sure. uh, or, or wanting to do differently that they, that didn't fit with your culture that you want. I, I honestly think that part of the tension was this new, new idea of like booth renting, you know, coming into, to, to, to play people, okay. people not wanting to adhere to business operate operational hours or stuff like that. Like I don't have, I don't have a client till 12 and I'll come in at 12 and, you know, well, you yeah. know, I could, I could go off on my own and do it my way, you know, like this right. thread, this thread of that coming into play, you know? And, right. um, you know, at the same time, that person, you would like, you know, say, okay, okay, fine. You know, coming at 12 and then you'd have like a highlight, like balayage or whatever call last minute. Yeah, always. And you, and you don't have anybody there to do it. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's like the sip, typical hairdresser like uh, thing. I mean, I'm I'm I could be like that too. Uh, and like, it took me a long time to understand that if you want to build a book, and you want to be busy, then you need to be present. And uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a hair hairdressers don't like to show up if they're not busy, but they don't get busy because they don't show up when they're not busy. Right. Yeah. Okay. What else is there? So the flexibility and working hours and which also erodes the business because you don't have people there. So that's like a double, double whammy. Not only are you impacting the culture of like, and, and like saying that, like, I have these rules and if you follow them, because the second you give up on one rule, that means that all the rules are up for debate. So what other type of things um, were impacting your ability to I mean, keep that control and that culture intact? So, so then, um, you know, the idea that we were a educational salon and, you know, I had these requirements to create <clears throat> education and, you know, um, people started to push back on that too, you know, cause it, like people wanted it and they say they want it, but at the end of the day, do you really want it? Right. Like, <laughs> do you want to stay late or coming on your day off? Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's only so many days in the month and the week and the, and the, and the year, you know, like I've, I've had friends that are like Gino Stampora, you know, I've, I've had the privilege to be friends with him and talk to him. And he's a very well-known, um, inspiring speaker, educator within the industry. There's 365 days in the year, and 52 weeks. And, you know, by the time you eliminate holidays and, and, and all that within it, there's only so many days or weekends within the year that people really want to come, you know? Right. Right. And, and when you say you want to do education and you want that education as a hairdresser and somebody who's aspiring to be this, somebody you're not yet, I tend to find that people really don't want it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen and heard that as well. You know, I want all these perks of education, which is something that a salon is more willing to give you than health insurance. And, right. Uh, 
And so if the salon's going to give it to you, but you don't show up and uh, then the salon is less inclined to give it to you. And the more people don't show up, then other people might not show up because maybe they're hungover or, you know, they'd rather do something else that day. And um, they might even mean to come in until the last minute and something else comes up. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a challenge. That's uh, definitely a challenge. Uh, I guess when people pay for stuff, they're more likely to show up than if they're given it to given to them. True. True. Yeah. And, the, and the other one of the other things that um, that I implemented early on in my salon and this was something that was probably really early on in the industry as a whole. And this is something called accountability. <laughs> and, and I got to say it, millennials do not like that word. Okay. That's a very harsh word. That's like, you know, it's a very harsh, harsh word. And it's a harsh word for, for even myself, you know? accountability owning up to your own action right so right and i say this so i i would have these weekly monthly meetings as an individual with my staff <clears throat> and people come into the industry with these expectations of wanting to make a certain numeric number a hundred thousand dollars a year right, right. or two hundred thousand dollars a year and so all I was doing was breaking down the math for them on a weekly basis. Yeah. So for you to make a hundred grand, do you know what it takes to make a hundred grand? Right. Do you know? On a daily basis, do you know? On a weekly basis, do you know? On a monthly basis, do you know? Because here's your number on the daily basis. And this is where you're at right now. You're like 60% off of what you need to be on the daily to right. be where you want to be, where right. you're seeing your mouth wants to go and your feet want to go and your eyes want to go, but your actions right now are saying differently. Right. That's a harsh reality. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a harsh reality. Um, I think you're right for anybody. You know, no one, people don't like to hear that they're, uh, the, what they're working towards, not going to get them what they're working to, like with the work they're putting in is not actually getting them to where they want to be. And um, it is a tough, tough, it is a challenging conversation to have. And um, so uh, if you have, if, you know, knowing what you know, based on that, you know, I'd be curious, do you have any uh, words of wisdom or advice for a uh, aspiring salon owner or a current salon owner dealing with the same problem? Yeah. Do not deviate from your vision. Do not deviate from your goal. Do not deviate from yourself. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a reason and a purpose why you feel what you feel to be the owner, to be the captain of your ship. Right. Do not deviate from being the captain of your ship. Yeah, that's good. For, for anyone or anything. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, you all heard it here uh, from Sean Leonard, a uh, successful owner of a uh, salon for uh, almost a decade in Georgetown. And uh, his, his, his uh, lessons learned as a, as a, 
as a salon owner, as a stylist. And um, I would say it sounds pretty spot on. You know, how, do, how can you build a successful business if uh, you allow the um, people that, that work there to kind of do whatever they want to do um, if it's in direct con- conflict with your ability to grow and maintain a business, such as, you know, having, having a staff available to take walk-ins and, you know, call-ins, last-minute appointments, uh, but also just a general, like, organization and structure of, like, expectations and accountability. And so if you all have any uh, questions or want to or want to talk more in depth, is it cool if they uh, hit you up? Anytime. Anytime. Oh, awesome. So yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave, uh, I'll leave his, uh, handle, uh, you can DM him, uh, and also, um, you can also just message me and say, Hey, can you connect me with Sean Leonard? I'll make an email introduction to you. Um, you can email at listen at hairdresserstrong.com. Um, all right. So before we finish, I like to wrap up, uh, with a laugh, finish with a laugh. Sometimes these conversations get so serious. So, um, uh, what is your most embarrassing moment behind the chair or with a client? Oh my God. (laughs) It was, it's not a funny story. Really. It was a tearful story. Really? So (laughs) I, uh, this, this client I have, it was the most painful experience as a hairdresser possible. And you would think this would happen in your beginning of career, but this happened actually not too long ago. Uh, And this client of mine was one of the most wealthiest, powerful people in DC. We had the best, we still have a relationship. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. She loves me dearly. I love her dearly. And uh, she, she actually personally funded my son to go to the Netherlands, like flew him to the Netherlands and all this stuff. So like, I'm talking your best client in your mind that you have. And, um, for whatever reason, I don't know why I've done the treatment on her multiple times through the years, you know, color, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Organic straightener melted her hair. Oh, wow. And it was one of those situations that made no sense at all. Like zero like all of it. And I did everything to the T like, you know, compromised hair, blah, 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 10 minute, whatever. And I went to go rinse her and hair just started shedding. Uh Oh, and you had to, you had to close it. You still had to close the hair. So I'm telling her, I know this is going on right now, but I don't know what's going on. And I don't know if something's changed but something's the matter here and you're just going to have to trust me. Otherwise we're going to lose more hair. And I had to, sh- I had to shut the hair down, had to repro, you know, put the, put the closer product on and go through the hair. Was it a, like a relaxer? It was, um, yes, it was. Okay. It, okay. it was a, uh, so it was like a, the, a the it was like a keratin type product. I don't want to neutralizer. Things. Yep. Yep. Okay. So you put it, put the first part on, melted the hair up. Yep. Then you still had to. Okay. So you're uh, okay. Got it. So you're sweating. you're doing that. I'm, I'm sweating, and yeah. tears are coming out of my eyes, and the whole night, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's what keeps me coming back for more. You know, this this yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. 
So how did that, uh, how did that end up? Like, how, what was the result of that? Um, she sued the company. Oh. I don't know what's going on. That's why I'm not naming the product. Gotcha. Yeah. It's ongoing. And like, I know, I, I know that I did everything right. And I don't know if it was like a medication change or like pH change, something she's put on her hair that I didn't know about. Right. You know, I mean, stuff can happen to the best of us, man. You know? Yeah. And it did for me. She doesn't go to me anymore, but we still talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Like, uh, just watch, uh, you know, sometimes some things are out of your, your control and uh, sometimes they are in your control and you just can't figure out what exactly happens. And, um, but you'll never know. But at the end of the day, uh, the show must go on and, um, yep. And sometimes that means you lose, you lose the client and uh, just try to learn from there, I guess. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, I look forward to, you know, sharing this, these stories and lessons learned. And um, I'm sure a lot of people get a lot out of them. So thank you again. Thank you, Robert. All right, man. Well, you enjoy the rest of your weekend and I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, bro. All right. Talk. Bye. Bye.